Hello friends and welcome to another episode of Black Band T-Shirt. Well actually, our first episode of Black Band T-Shirt Revisited. So this is where we take a band where we've, we've already ranked and uh, discuss what they've been up to since. Um, in this case, we are going back to our, aptly our first bands that we ever covered, uh, the lads in Biffy Clyro. But um, uh should mention, first of all, I'm Ollie Connors. I'm here as ever with my psychic best friend and co-host, Chris Morant. How are we tonight, Chris? I'm good, thank you. Hello. Lovely jubbly. Uh, so yeah, um, Biffy Clyro, we did on our first ever episode back in the halcyon days of November 2020, when I was, you know, fat single and depressed, and uh, a <laughs> year later, not a lot's changed. Um, so... <laughs> Um, anyway, um, and we, yeah, do this episode in the wake of the release of Biffy's new record, uh, The Myth of Happily Ever After, not the story of Happily Ever After, as I said last week. You did. Um, I let it go. I, 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 I was clearly in the mood for getting album titles wrong <laughs> <Yeah>. on our <laughs> Birds in Row episode, if you caught that. Um, so yeah. Biffy Clyro are back with uh, the Myth of Happily Ever After, which, I mean, it's not it's not an album. <laughs> it's, it's it's a B sides compilation. No, it's not. It's a B sides collection from. No, it's not. But they've done this so many times. They've done missing pieces. They've done similarities for opposites. Yeah, yeah, but that's not what this is. This is this is because this is because uh, Celebration of Endings came out. Um, it was finished writing before the pandemic. Yeah. And so Simon, Simon Neal has said that there's some songs on there that were originally intended for that and have been rewritten or added to. Right. Uh, and But then he wrote like 15 new songs as well. So half the album is that. And so it ended up becoming a new album. Okay. None of them were recorded for the Celebration of Ending sessions. Okay. But... <laughs> okay. I mean, yeah. He's called, he's called it a sister album, which yes. is not what any of those other things are. They are literally B-side collections, which were already released as B-sides. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. A, a sister album. The, re- the reason I'm so passionately arguing against you on that is I, I mean, let's go straight into it. I feel like it feels like an album. It's got its own sound. It's got its own style. Uh, it sounds like it's been put together in a way that makes sense as an album. Okay. With edit, all the songs have similar themes running through them, mm-hmm. lyrically, half of which are directly inspired by the pandemic in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I think to say it's offcuts from that album is just is just untrue, basically. Okay. <laughs> I disagree, but um, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get into that when we get there. What we're going to do first of all, before we really get into uh, the record, is remind ourselves and our listeners of how we ranked Biffy in the first instance and then at the end we'll discuss where we'll uh, where we put this um put this record so um mm-hmm. yeah uh, just to remind you all at um number eight at the time I had ellipsis number seven opposites number six a celebration of endings uh number five only revolutions number four puzzle number three black and sky number two the vertigo bliss and number one infinity land yeah, and, and the thing that struck me looking because I wrote both of these down in preparation for this, they, yeah. it was more similar than I remembered actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a few sort of differences, no massive differences really. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I had ellipsis number eight, then a celebration of endings, uh, only revolutions, opposites, 
Puzzle at number four, Black and Sky number three. So let's go Bliss number two and Infinity Land number one. So our top four were the same. Exactly the same, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> this this does feel like a B-Sides album to uh, a celebration of endings. I'm sorry, that's just... Sad. I mean, you're in the vast minority... This is, how, this is how it feels to me. Yeah, it's fine. And, fair enough. And, 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 and like for my worst part, I've um, I've put that um, that you usually expect. The, the the reason why I feel this is a uh, this is a bit of a B sides record is that usually the Biffy B sides records are a bit more fun and adventurous than this. I feel that this has even less personality than the celebration of endings. Oh, God, did. we this is might be our biggest disagreement. I, I completely the opposite. Is my opinion okay. completely the opposite? Okay. Um, this is this is the first one that I feel like they've felt like they're being interesting, experimental, and having fun again without it being a bit embarrassing. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, and I, you've kind of just said with what you've said there about as, as in why it's kind of not a B-sides one as well, because that is exactly the B-sides collections. It is a collection of songs that were a bit too weird or a bit too whatever to go mm-hmm. on the album mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't know that's further proof to me that that's not what this is if that's what you've thought about it okay so okay go through some ones for me that you feel that um, puts this sort of up there for you with more um, more classic Biffy um, I mean most of it Hunger in Your Horn has got tropes from almost every stage of Biffy's career in it as okay. has Unknown Male um, yeah uh, I, I mean they're yeah they're my two best songs on this record Hunger and Hunger in Your Horn is a good effort at classic Biffy I reckon and uh, the closest this record comes to a big single Unknown Male number massive one. I think honestly I think I've put that I think it's it's an immediate A-list Biffy song it's it's up there um it's got, it's got all the, it's got, it, 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 ver- the one thing I'd say about it is it verges on, on parodying themselves <laughs> with the, like, the, the mathy bits in the middle. And the, but, yeah, but, 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 well, thing is, um, saying it's self-parody is that they haven't really covered that sort of territory in about 15 years. So, um, so it's, um, so it's not really a parody of themselves to modern day Biffy fans really I don't know they've definitely done I think they've done bits like that on most albums mm. at some point but yeah mm. it's definitely uh, yeah more more so it's gotten most in line with I think the last time they did it like that probably being that golden rule mm-hmm. is the one that, that sort of sticks out as an example mm. um, uh, I mean yeah so I don't I don't dislike this record massively I think the first half in fact is pretty great um, uh, yeah. but the second half drops off significantly for me okay wow I mean I, I think a big thing for me as well uh, just to say um, something that I think made quite a difference actually I've made no secret of the fact of how much I dislike Rich Costi's mm-hmm. mechanical sound yep. that he puts into rock bands mm-hmm. Um, and if you look on the Wikipedia, Wikipedia page, for example, of the personnel involved on recording of Celebration of Endings, it's a tome. <laughs> uh, 
and Rich Costi's obviously at the top yeah. of that list. This was literally Biffy in Scotland with uh, uh, shit, what's his name? Adam Noble, mm-hmm. um, who they worked on with the um, Balance Not Symmetry okay. soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that helps it sound more like classic Biffy as well. The actual production style is a lot. It's They've kept the things about the Rich Costi stuff that made them sound modern. Yeah. Uh, but but you've got more of that solid classic Biffy sound as well. Yeah, I mean, there's, <laughs> there's nothing that sounds like fucking Imagine Dragons here. But, yeah. but I would say even though when when we initially ranked, ranked Biffy and we had our little rant about songs like Instant History and Space, I would say that even even though those songs were um, risible, I don't think there's much on here that sticks at least sticks with you as much as they did. No, I completely disagree. Every <laughs> single song on here sticks with me better than those two. Every single song, I, really? I, I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm interested to know, this is not like uh, me trying to catch you out, I'm just genuinely mm. interested. How many times have you listened through it? Uh, three or four. Okay, yeah, I think I'm on five. Okay. So we're fairly similar. Mm. Um, yeah, there's there's at least one thing I could pick out uh, that I could recall from every song on here, definitely, of, of enjoying. Um, do we want to say at this point where we put it in our rankings? Because I feel like... No, let's save that for a little bit later. All right, well, I mean, yeah. all right, in that case, I mean, it's not, it's not going to be much of a surprise where, where, which area it ends up in, but <laughs> this, for me is the first album in the first album since before puzzle right. that doesn't have a single song on it i actively dislike really including puzzle see i've uh, i've got a lot here um lot down here for worst song i think witch's cut feels like a bit right a bit of a rerun of the captain i've got the despite its uh, excellent title which brings to mind a vicary's bit uvavu <laughs> iranu haru arara is rubbish Man, and so wrong. Existed is perhaps the most apt title in Biffy Clyro history because the song just existed. Nah. And didn't do anything. See, I think all, the thing for me with Existed, with, with all of these, so many times on this album, for me, they hit the mark that they've got so close to but kind of come short on before. Man. You know, where they've tried to do something a bit more poppy or a bit more synth led or a bit more ballady or whatever it is mm. and whenever they've done that before for me it's been a bit like eh, it doesn't feel like it's natural from you it doesn't seem right whereas when they've done it on here it, I feel like they've finally got it I think it still would be better a lot of times the biggest one for me is my worst song choice is um, which I still I like a lot about it Separate Missions which is the really synth led one in the oh, first right. half Yeah, yeah. which uh, Simon said as a result of him listening to a lot of The Cure during lockdown hmm. um yeah, you can tell that, actually. Yeah, and I think it's the first time where they've used synths as a lead instrument, and it's interesting. Like, he's used it almost like he would use his guitar, melodically. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of discordant stuff going on. Um, but I still think it, at times, feels a little bit like he's still getting to grips with it as an instrument, which he <laughs> is, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's the only reason I've got that as my worst, really, because there's still a lot in it that I think is... Uh, example of where they've got that kind of stuff right the most out of when they've yeah, tried yeah. it so far mm-hmm. um, I feel like Dum Dum and Hunger in Your Haunt together 
like the 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 sounds used on Dum Dum is very reminiscent of Opposites to me and a right. different people intro particularly as well. Yeah, 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 like similar definitely. intro song, but mm-hmm. again, with different people, I find it quite the very beginning. I find it quite cringy. Mm-hmm. Whereas I didn't get that from Dum Dum at all. I feel like they'd actually hit it right. <laughs> Bits about the fog that it reminded me of as well, actually, which is yeah, a song yeah. that I quite liked of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna get. I'm just gonna say as my highlight thing for the whole album mm-hmm. is is Ben. Okay. His drumming on this album is phenomenal. Mm. Um, Denier and Slurpy Slurpy Sleep Sleep are the obvious examples where he is just let loose. Right. Uh, and that it is just manic. Um, but there's so much throughout the whole album, just little things he does, little subtleties that he gets in. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't know again. I don't know if it's the the difference in the production style from the last album or what it is, but something just seems to make his contributions to the songs and the way they sound stand out that little bit more to me mm-hmm. than they have done for a while. Yeah. Rather than just be, I feel like he was in danger of becoming a, a kind of a solid, but ultimately boring kind of Taylor Hawkins style drummer, indie rock drummer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. this album has made him stand out again as actually someone who's a bit more inventive than that. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Fair. I didn't really pick up on that, to be honest. Um, I guess with Biffy, I'm not listening to, uh, particularly for 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 a, for a top drum performance. I'm more focused on um, Simon's vocals and guitar work. Yeah. Um, but talking of which, the lyrics are really good here. I do quite enjoy, very much enjoy Nihilist Simon. Again, part of part of what I was talking about in terms of him where things have maybe hit the cheesy mark previously and where he's mm-hmm. actually got it right this time around. I think a lot of that's to do with the lyrics. My, yeah. what, I mean, my work, my low light, my worst moment is the lyrics to Denier. Okay. I mean, it's, it's tricky. It's a song about, um, domestic abuse essentially, mm-hmm. but I feel like I only know that because I read up on it. Right. If I hadn't read up on it, I wouldn't have known that. And it just sounds a bit kind of cliche and clumsy lyrically. Right. Um, but the rest of it, the rest of the album, definitely. What I find funny <laughs> is that he said he sees this as a positive album. Yeah. But you read what he said about each individual track. Yeah. And read the lyrics. And yeah, it's nihilistic. And it is, <laughs> we're all fucked, basically. <laughs> if that's his positive album. Jeez. What else did I like here? Um... Out, uh, the outro to Holy Water is wicked. I mean, that's my top track. Um, okay. I could, uh, but I can put it top, top because I can't stand the first half. I think it's their it's best... It's wet, wet and boring. No, I think it's their best acoustic song. If you take the first half as an acoustic track on its own, I think it's their best acoustic track since Machines. Right, I was going to say... Uh, um, I, was gonna, I was hoping you'd mention no, Machines. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah, not at all. No, <laughs> since, since Machines. Because let's be honest, they've done a lot of sappy ballads since yes. Machines. This is the first time that they've done that for me, and it's I've been I've enjoyed it. I've been mm-hmm. like, yes, this is like Simon doing his good acoustic thing. Yeah, I yeah. think again, I hate to bang on about it. I think production really helps there because it is really dry, raw production on that half. Yeah, so it literally is like he's just sitting there doing a raw recording of, of guitar and vocal, um, which I think helps it a lot. Uh, what I like about it is I agree there are points where it could become a bit saccharine and a bit kind of like he has done recently. But his vocal melody, he manages to make it just take these slight little unexpected turns, mm-hmm. uh, which keep it interesting. Um, yeah, and obviously the outro just becomes a beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> God, I'm I'm not a particular fan of the track, but I like that I can um, 
sing last man I've made the same note I see I hadn't noticed it and and Nikki said was that a play on chirpy chirpy cheap cheap I was like oh my god I hope so yeah um that song's a bit silly for me see a lot of like, people like, like, like um cop syrup on the last records, just about straddled a line of yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, silliness. This one just goes over. I mean, he did, he has said again. He said about this one that he wanted to finish. He wanted people to finish this song and laugh, mm. which you know, not out of just a like out of laugh out loud funny, but out of just a that was ridiculous kind mm. of thing. Which it is. It does that. Um, I think. Yeah, it's weird because I've seen on online a lot of people. This is the song that they lost their shit over. Right. Of being like, bit for your back, bit for your back. Mm. Kind of like the cop syrup. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kind of think it's a bit lazy because it's kind of that whole, it's the heaviest one. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's that's not what best Biffy is for me, isn't just louder, faster. Yeah. It's not as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'm not in that band camp. <laughs> uh, but um, but I do really like it. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not against it as much as you are, but... I think more than anything, I think I like what it represents that they are doing those kind of oddball, uh, weird song structures and things when, yeah. they, when they haven't done it so much for a while. Um, what else was I going to say? Uh, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I did make a note of uh, the Vic Reeves special yeah. of Haru Arara <laughs> um, that I am completely with our previous guest, Rob who did our Coheed episodes with us, uh, Rob Barber, uh, he tweeted that the white boomer 80s soul pop production on the verses of the song evoked countless childhood journeys in the back of my dad's 1990 <laughs> Volvo. <laughs> I, and I'm with him. I get that. <laughs> uh, I think, again, I think this is another example of them being experimental with genre and with a more pop sensibility and pulling it off in a way they haven't previously. Mm-hmm. Um and even he even manages to get his little Simon Nealisms in the guitar in those like soul yeah, pop yeah. verses, uh, which is pretty clever. <laughs> have you have you seen what this one's named after? No. As well, which I think, so again, he said in an interview around the album that he wishes he'd kind of named the band Haruarara <laughs> instead of Biffy Clyro because <laughs> that would have worked better. <laughs> Just, it was a normal name, Simon. Um, <laughs> don't please don't. It's all good. <laughs> uh, uh, so. Uh, it's the name of a horse from Japan who right. became an icon in Japanese horse racing because he lost every single race he ever ran. Right. Uh, but after, I think it was something like 130 races, he was retiring and had one more race. Yeah. And uh, everyone travelled from all across Japan to this little rural arena to watch him run his last race, <laughs> thinking it was an omen or like it was like meant to be that he'd win his last race. He came pog last. Yep. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, so Simon said it's kind of that song about, you know, rooting, keep keep on rooting for people even who think it's a lost cause and that kind <laughs> of stuff. Um, yeah, I quite like that story. Uh, I think the one, the only, uh, another one that's maybe a bit more forgettable is Errors in the History of God. Right. But I really like, uh, I think that's James's base highlight. Okay. For a while as well, actually. Mm-hmm. Again, doing something really interesting that makes that makes his kind of inventiveness stand out again. I think it's the big thing for me is knowing that they've this is this has been it's the first time in a long time that they've not had the major label mainstream commercial pressure. 
because it's a year after their last album, I feel mm-hmm. like they've been given a lot more freedom. Right. I mean, so, again, Simon said that they didn't even tell the label they were doing it right. until they'd done it. <laughs> um, they were working with a producer that they kind of know well personally mm-hmm. and, and trust yeah. rather than someone sticking their fingers in trying to make their own creative statement <laughs> at the same time. Um, I think that's just all added up in it, in it being the most kind of interesting and uh, varied Biffy album in quite a while, in a way that doesn't feel disjointed, like I feel yep. Celebration did at times. Okay. Um, yeah, fair enough. That seems like a good um, place to wrap up. The only thing I've got to add is that uh, I sort of skirted over the fact that um, Unknown Male 01 was my favourite track on here. Mm. Which um, I won't argue. Like, there's a lot a, of tracks that could have been my favourite. Mostly, be- yeah, it's a great song, and um, but mostly because it's a lovely tribute to Scott Hutchison of Fred and yes, Rabbit. Yes, <clears throat> Their friends and compadre. So, where does it rank for you? Um, I've put it... In between, Celebration of Endings and Opposites. And I'm guessing you've put Celebration Endings on top of it. Yeah. After what you've said. And interesting that, also, interesting that also in that, that's one of the few differences in our original rankings that yeah. you had it one spot above above where I had it. Yeah. Because um, I didn't, I, I liked it. I thought it showed promise. Yeah. After Ellipsis, but didn't yeah. like it as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm putting it number four. Fucking hell. It's better yeah. than Puzzle. Yep. It's Puzzle's got at least one song I actively dislike on it. This doesn't. Okay. By that basis, it's got to go there. I think there's a whole. Also, there's a whole mid section. I can't remember how much we sort of covered it, but I think in comparison, there's a whole mid section yeah, on Puzzle that is Foo Fighters y. Right. You know, it's pretty indie plodder, really, for <laughs> a big section. Um, you know, when you've got an album like that, and I, I think of Puzzle as an album, and you've got the songs like Get Fuck Stud as, mm-hmm. uh, and Nine Fifteenths yeah. stick out as massive peaks of yeah. weirdness yeah. and that old biffy experimentalism that I really enjoy. Um, and a brilliant first this album, This album is almost all that. Hmm. Okay. You've shown you're working. That's um, <laughs> where it is. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it's. I'm going to say it's biting at the heels of Black and Sky. We are a band <laughs> for now. <laughs> we are two members of a band. We are called My Heart's Rolled and Ben. Uh, you can find us. We play a blend of post hardcore and post metal. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at the handle at m e a o a b. Uh, This podcast is brought to you by Grimheart Promotions, uh, who want to put on your band in London and Surrey. So if you are in a band, if you manage a band, if you're mates of a band and want to shout them out, or if you manage a venue, or if you're just generally interested in cool shows that might be coming up in those areas, do give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Grimheart Promo. Um, So yeah, as we announced on our um, last episode, uh, The Birds in Row Top 5, um, our next ranking episode will be uh, on Death Heaven, which will be with you next week. Um, so we'll have to get on that quick snap. Chris and I, Chris and I, are stag do this weekend. So that, and we got fucking Mastodon release a new record. So we'll have to do there. Pop in at some point. I feel like that's going to take a bit longer to digest. Yeah, before yeah, we do yeah. That one. yeah, yeah. I reckon yeah, so. A few weeks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's just to listen to the first couple of songs, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, busy, busy schedule. Um, So, yes, um, 
We'll be back then and uh, next week for um, for Death Heaven. In the meantime, um, our highlights from this album, along with all our shouts from the rest of our episodes, are available on our Spotify Rank Bank playlist, which a link for which will be in the description to the podcast. Uh, do give that a shuffle. We work very hard on it, and it's now about 50,000 hours long. <laughs> uh, give it a shuffle for a wonderful time. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter at O-L-L-I-E-X-C-O-R-E and Chris, you are on? At ZM Grubs. Cool, so give us a follow to, uh, you know, shout to Chris for put, saying this is the fourth best Biffy Clyro album or tell me I'm wrong for not really feeling much about it in any way. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you next week for Death Heaven. Cheerio, folks. Take care. Toodle. Oh, 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 oh,